and welcome back to episode four of Mind the Back Chat podcast. And I hope, just before we get started, sorry, Gabs, I hope everyone's had a lovely Christmas. Yeah, exactly. True, true, true. And did you do that on purpose, saying welcome back, because we are Mind the Back Chat. Mind the Back Chat. And again, there have been increase in levels today. Do you want to tell the people what that increase is? So, everyone, as you can see, we're wearing the brand new shirts for us. And if you're listening, we've got brand new shirts on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. However, if you do want to see the brand new shirts, you're going to have to go on YouTube. Yeah. It's going to be there. Basically, it's our logo on our shirts. They look nifty. And we've also got some mugs as well with our faces on it. So, yes, we kind of insulted ourselves. Yeah, we are mugs. We're mugs. Um, but anyway, we're back with episode four. I don't know where we're going to go episode five with upping the level even more. Well, maybe we should try and bring someone else in. Ooh. Oh, have our first guest. It's in the works. It is in the works. Yeah. We've we've been having discussions. So hopefully soon, January, February time, we'll have our first guest on the show. And also, guys, just remember to feel free to drop us a message anywhere. If you have any questions or you have any feedback or you want to be on an episode, we are so ready for that. Yeah, yeah. And actually, I think we are pretty much open to anyone going on these episodes. As we kind of said in episode one, is really... Look, if you've got something very interesting, you know, you've got a career in medicine or law in just even if you're one of those train drivers on TFL, we'd like to have you on. Oh, it'd be fantastic. Yeah. Just and maybe get... have a chat about the strikes. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, of course, we will stay professional and, you know, yeah, exactly. the emotions come we into the room. We won't grill you. But talking about episode one, just slightly there, you just gave a little reference to episode one. I'm going to give a bit of a reference to episode two. Now, okay. you in that episode, we were doing myth busting, but you also mentioned how you had Busted a shoulder injury. shoulder. Oh, I like that. That was really good, actually. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you busted your shoulder wide open. And <laughs> I had the reflexes of a cat because I just caught the camera. As it went to fall, right there. Okay, good. Okay, that's caught cool. and back onto filming. Um, so yes, you had an injury done to your shoulder. You busted it. And a really important aspect of when you have injuries like that is rehab. So my main question to you, Gabs, is how was your rehab? It was actually terrible. Oh, good. Yeah. So uh, bear in mind, I was um, 18 at the time. Okay. So it was prior to me actually starting osteopathy. Um, and mind you, I was in that phase of, I just really like to train. I didn't really care about anything. Um, and to be honest with you, the rehab wasn't exactly great because number one, I wasn't actually given a rehab plan. Right. So it happened. I went to see a physiotherapist. We did exercises, but I wasn't given anything specific. So unlike you and I, we use... Uh, software to actually send over our patients a list of exercises mm -hmm. or we just send it in an email with a couple of graphs a couple yeah. of images or nice... go through them in the session with the patient so they're doing it right because even mm. with images videos you'd be surprised by how many new techniques i find patients have created and occasionally if it's something that i know i'm not going to find a picture online yeah. i'm actually going to tell them look it's absolutely fine for you to record me doing the exercises you take that home I'll say exactly little hints and cues yeah. in order for you to make sure that you're doing it correctly. Yeah. And that allows them to just go home and do it correctly. I think it's actually so essential that, yeah, we go through, I spend a lot of time with my patients making sure we're getting the exercises right. Mm. Because yes, we've done hands-on treatment to cause initial change, but mm. unless that's worked upon yourself at home, 
it's just going to it's the possibility of it reverting back is huge because if you go back to doing whatever caused it most commonly a repetitive strain type injury so we're talking about your uh, carpal tunnel golfer's elbow tennis elbow and also general low backs yeah you know you've got to make sure that you're doing your homework which Mm -hmm. is the exercise to make sure those don't come on as easily yeah and in my experience i did the physiotherapy sessions which were once every three weeks it was something which was not enough because we tend to look at rehabilitation being once every day or once every two days so Mm. in regards to frequency it just wasn't enough in order for me to build up uh, the strength required for me to actually go on with rehab. So I guess the really important thing there as well is not only, it's not just like you need a session every day, like being mm. treated every day, but it's being enforcing how important it is to do your rehab every day. Yeah. Make sure you're training those muscles. I think um, when we went to, again, it's, I keep going back to this, but when we went to that kind of rehab physio uh, CPD, which is continued professional development for those who don't know what CPD mm-hmm. is, mm-hmm. Um, he made it clear that like, okay, for people who want to learn how to do the splits, they are stretching three times a day for 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. Or if you want to cause real change to muscle length, you've got to be stretching at least every two, three hours for a few seconds, at least like 20, 30 seconds. Well, if anything, I mean, research wise, for a lot of people out there, we we always say, if you want a bit of change in length, we, we say 30 seconds, because I think that is a very manageable time period. Yeah. But you and I both know that from research, what is the best time in order to create true length into any sort of muscle? Now, little hint, it's not three minutes, it's not four minutes, it's not five minutes, it's not six minutes, Keep going. but it's seven minutes. And that, when you say that, that's actually not that long. Have you tried seven minutes? Nope. <laughs> it's that's, a long time. That's the thing. So... I've actually used that research and I I used it on one of my patients Mm. and I said, look, we're going to give this a try, see what kind of change it makes. And he was very happy. So number one, I gained consent. Number two, he was very much aware that this was a little bit of uh, research on my part. Like a trial. He was very happy to kind of go along with that, mainly because he's had chronic hamstring tension that I thought could be really good. Let's give it a try. And we did. He said it was the weirdest feeling because coming off of it was almost a huge amount of pain. Oh, wow. But the difference in range of motion in his hip yeah. was amazing. Just That's just the, the flexion in that hip was fantastic. But also being able to keep that posterior chain, so the back part, yeah, yeah, the yeah. chain of muscles in the back part of your body was fantastic around the legs. You know, he was able to really bring almost to about... Um, 60 degrees and mm. angle and and that's the real important thing to remember just as a little side note there coming off of that is that when you look at low back pain a lot of the times it is coming from hamstrings from mm. the glutes it's mm. actually not the back at all so mm. again it's working with those body chains but that's amazing that had that much effect yeah on the and area. you know bear in mind i said 60 degrees for some people 60 degrees is nothing but this guy 15 degrees was more than enough yeah so bringing it to 60 that it was fantastic that's a, that's a big big improvement you know so, so he's gone from 15 to 60 yeah yeah so we're seven so, minutes so we're talking a 300 percent increase if Pretty my much. math's right e- yes yeah it is right yeah it is yeah, right. yeah. Thank, yeah. You. yeah, yeah. thank you thank you 100 percent would be 15 yeah times that by three maths baby so maths bringing it back to my rehab yes sorry no that's fine that's fine it was literally 
Okay, go into the session. And all we did was with two kilo weights, we mm. would do external rotation, which is um, essentially bringing your hand with your elbow close to your waist yeah. and your hand going from inwards, going all the way out yeah. or doing that Basically, at 90 degree yeah. elbow angle. Yeah. And that was pretty much the rehabilitation. And we did that for an hour. Oh, wow. That an was hour? It. That was it. An okay. hour. Okay. So not ideal. Because what, what the real key thing is with rehab is progression. Mm-hmm. And a lot of time, progression actually happens quicker than you think. So yeah. with like ankle injuries, especially if you've strained, let's say, your ligament on the outer, uh, on the lateral aspect of it. So your outer anterior talofibular ligament. Which is found where? On the lateral aspect of your malleolus. Okay, for the people out there, malleolus is ankle. Yeah, okay. so it's in your ankle. But I said that at the start, you know, come on, man. Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah, yeah, sorry, I said, sorry, sorry, I said let's go to the ankle. Okay, um, sorry. So like obviously after strain, you want to be weight bearing on that yeah. pretty much instantly because you don't want to lose muscle tone, don't want to lose muscle definition, you don't want to lose balance. But And if you don't do that stuff early on, that's when it lasts, lasts a lot longer and becomes strained. But as soon as you start doing it quicker, the, more, the easier it will be for the muscle to remember those movements, the ligaments to remember that kind of proprioception, so your balance, uh, so your subconscious know-how um knowing of where your joint is in its space exactly yeah um and that's why it's so important to do it early because the progression will be quicker if you have an injury and you rest it don't move it and let it just sit in and be still that's when you're actually going to leave yourself worse off yeah yeah i completely agree i think and a lot of times that's what i see in clinic because patients come in and say they don't have time they can't find the time to do their exercises which i have a bit of sympathy a bit of sympathy because for my patients who work all day go home and have kids it's difficult but But you're not helping yourself but you're not helping yourself and you're going to be spending more money coming to see us and you're going to spend more money on hearing us say the same thing you need to do your exercises you're going to come to us and go it's not working. I'm not getting any better. And you're like, yeah, that's because we've given you everything you need. Mm. There's only so much that osteopathy can do. We are not, as much as we've said it previously, there are some things that we are absolute magicians at, but there are some things you need to do half of the work. Yeah, There's a physiological aspect to it. Yeah. That, you yeah. know, your body, I love the definition, I think A.T. Still, who was the creator of osteopathy gave. Andrew Taylor Still. Is that... The body has its own medicine cabinet. Yeah. We're just there to choose which ones that you need to use. And we encourage that healing process. And we give you the tools to heal it. And that's why we also give you exercises when even if it's our last session with you and you're like, yeah, you're actually good, but keep up these exercises because we want to maintain your body. We want to maintain. Basically, it's not us saying like we don't want to ever see you again. But if we don't see you on a regular basis, that's actually a really good thing for you and for us because you're maintaining yourself and keeping yourself healthy exactly and we've just given you the the thumbs up to stop seeing us for this problem that you've presented with how amazing is that and all you have to do is just spend five minutes a day doing a couple of exercises is that all it takes my favorite thing is like i always i like i think about a patient and go like right when i give a rehab plan no matter what injury it is it's like i always try and aim for three or four max exercises so it's not overwhelming them. They're easy. It's not too many that you will forget. And also it's something that they can do. I say do all four in the morning, do all four in the evening. And if you find one or two that are really beneficial, do that throughout the day. Because mm. yeah. if it's a stretch and you're like, you need to hold this stretch for 20 to 30 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. 
who doesn't have a minute to do both sides? You That's know? the thing. I think a lot of people sort of say, I don't have the time. But the reality is, number one, they probably don't have the space to do it yeah. in regards to, look, no one wants to be looking like an absolute fool yeah. in the middle of the office going, you know what, now I'm going to go and do the splits because my adductors are in pain. If I give my patient an exercise to do the splits, then I don't know what I'm trying to rehab here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, just a very <laughs> bad example. Like, no, but, but yeah, you know what but, I mean. But that's what I mean. So obviously I take that into consideration. So if I'm looking at a shoulder injury, like let's say the shoulders are rounded so their pecs are really tight, I'll look at giving them a pec stretch they can do anywhere that doesn't look or take up too much space or make you weird. So a doorway stretch, there's a door everywhere. Do that stretch there. You look normal, you look cool, and people will be envious of you when you're out of pain and they are. You know, I think the main thing to do with a lot of things as well is to educate the patient to why we're yeah, giving the exercises yeah. and what will happen if you don't do the rehab. And if you did watch our YouTube channel for this exact episode, you can see me literally doing a very easy exercise that looks so normal because you look like you're stretching. <laughs> All you're simply doing is putting your hands behind your head. Yeah. You're letting your elbows flare up into the sky and you're bringing those elbows <laughs> back as far as they can go. <laughs> That's what I love about osteopaths as well. Is I've been in a few meetings where there's been a couple osteopaths and other people that aren't osteopaths. And you just sit there, stop stretching. <laughs> you Stretch just, anywhere, anytime. All the time. Yeah. Uh, but I was I was in a meeting. You can tell who the osteopath is because every five minutes they'll just start stretching and they'll be there doing a neck stretch or you know, they'll be up moving around a little bit. And you can tell who the people are because they're just sat there looking at us going like they're weirdos. And it's like, actually, we're doing the body's made to move. Move the yeah. body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the thing is, it's so funny because we will sort of look around going, does anyone notice we just did that stretch? We always do that, don't we? We, we always sort of, we do a little stretch and we'll look around and go, did anyone notice how cool that stretch was? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I just stretched. Yeah, I've just got did. knowledge. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> and then if no one's noticed that, we revert to our usual little. Oh, yeah. Glorified. <laughs> glorified clicking that's a myth we didn't actually discuss so we're going to save that for Mythbusters episode two coming january and the thing is i'm going to read your mind here and i'm going to say that the myth that we are going to speak about is does manipulating your joints give you arthritis especially in the fingers we'll come to that myth later yeah um but next yeah so again staying in that kind of range of um doing exercises and the importance of exercise is not only from a rehabilitative point of view but also exercise in general mm. so you know do you go walking enough do you do any kind of weight bearing activity and Ed making sure we educate patients on how important that is because especially in day-to-day -day life now we live very static lives working at home sat at a desk all day um and not get up and move very often um and so many times i'll ask my patients are like do you do any physical exercise outside of work and looking after your kids yes i understand looking after kids is physical exercise as well but do you do anything that's actually beneficial for the muscle um and taking out that more repetitive strain aspect and i think a way to put it down is is it a uh conscious movement is yes. it a thoughtful movement yes so i think i'm going to sort of contradict whether uh having a child and, and carrying a child is exercise mm, it massively. is but it's also repetitive can, strain exactly and can it be considered 
rehabilitation? No. No. Because it's not fought for, nor conscious movement. Mm. You cannot lift or play around with your child and go, okay, you know what? I'm going to use my legs. Just yeah. a, just wait a second. Let me just <laughs> lift you up properly. Yeah. No, that you're not going to be doing that. No. And also, if you're holding a child, you know, I've got nephews from the ages of, I've got nephews and nieces from the age of, yeah, one <laughs> up to five, and they fidget, you know, yeah. they're having a laugh. If you're picking them up and putting them under your arm and carrying them around, they're like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. that, And then that force, you're going to have to use your body to balance those forces. And if you don't do regular physical activity or you haven't trained those muscles and that strength and tone isn't there, like core strength, you're going to end up pulling and straining something. How many times have I seen grandparents or parents come in saying like, oh, my back's really painful. I picked up the kid or I was putting the kid in the car. You know, I love there was an advert where this granddad, okay, all, all you see throughout the advert is, is this the Christmas advert? Yeah, so he's amazing, um, lifting weights, he's going to the gym and he's doing the same exercise. So he's, he's doing like squatting with the kettlebell, isn't he? Exactly, squatting with the kettlebell, he's lifting the kettlebell up over his head, and it was all in preparation for one single thing. Do you remember what it was? Yeah, he was training for Mr. Olympia. Exactly. Oh, got it in one. He's there with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Ooh. Just <laughs> lightweight, baby. No. Uh, he, he was, was training to put to lift his granddaughter to put the star on top of the tree, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. That's, cool. it, that's it. Yeah. We're, we're on the same page. We're on the same page, <laughs> at least. Uh, but also, Mr. Olympia. He did, did a Ronnie Coleman <laughs> as he picks up the granddaughter. <laughs> 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 and the family's just like, what? That is the coolest granddad ever. I wish my granddad was like that. No comment. I have no comment on that. Oh, uh, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, that advert really does show the importance. It was incredibly accurate. He trained mm. the muscles in the right way and was able to pick him up. Conscious movement. Conscious movement. That's that's the term for today. Conscious movement. Yeah. That's why I want people to take away. Yeah. yeah, is what we mean by exercise. Is it conscious? Yeah, exercise. Conscious movement. And in that aspect, I think, again, as as we've kind of said, is it working the correct muscles? Is it doing the function that you want to try and achieve? Is it progressive? Mm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, massively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what are the three sort of pillars towards progression? <laughs> Again, it can vary from joint to joint, but the main three that we talk about is cardio, mm -hmm. balance, which also falls under proprioception. Mm -hmm. So again, knowing where you are in your own space. And um, also, so we've got cardio, balance, and strength. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's, so there's, there's two recommendations on the NHS for this. Okay. Uh, when it comes to exercise. One is you need 150 minutes worth of all three of those things. So Per week? Per week, yeah. So doing uh, some aerobic activity, doing some balance work, yep. and also doing some strength training. Yep. Now, it also stresses that you can also do that. So that's, so that's moderate exercise, 150 mm -hmm. minutes mm -hmm. worth of moderate yep. exercise. Now, they also say that you can actually do 75 minutes worth of quite... Um, intense. Intense. That's... Uh, yeah so vigorous aerobic yeah. activity yeah. so when i 
read that like well what, what does vigorous mean that's quite that sounds quite strong but vigorous can be anything from running swimming riding a bike fast or on hills again riding a bike on hills is going to get some form of strength training because there's resistance involved um same with swimming swimming is actually fantastic yeah i know i'm going like i was listening and now i'm like swimming yeah but swimming is resistance based mm -hmm. it's proprioceptive training yeah and it also does aerobic and i think and you I've, get all three so i'm gonna put this out there is there a way for us to track the intensity based off of one sort of um, um, me measurement? Yes. So a very easy metric is heart rate. Yeah. So in regards to heart rate, you know, I think that's how you're going to try and understand whether you're doing intense training yes. 75 minutes per week yeah. is based off of what kind of... Uh, heart rate are you rest, are, are you at within yeah. that period of training obviously it's going to maybe slightly differ as ages age groups changes as well like you're not going to get your let's say 80 year old patient mm. pushing their heart mm, 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 mm. as high you're also going to when you give exercise you also take into consideration other people's health conditions yeah. and issues as well so i'm not going to get a patient who's had a triple heart bypass pushing their heart to the maximum level or anything yeah, like that yeah. but that's adaptive yeah so you're sort of looking at um, 220 beats per minute. Minus your age. Minus your age. To get your maximum. That's the maximum. So that's you pushing 100%. Yeah. 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 So that's like when you've run a triathlon, you're sprinting for the finish. Yeah. I've and I'm not going to do the math so that none of you know my age. Oh, come on. You're hey, Whoa. I'm older than you. Yeah. yeah okay. I'll, still, do, I'll yeah. do it. Oh, 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 194. Oh. That's my maximum heart rate. And I can still go higher than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, so I, can, can I. I can still get up to 199, 200. So it's it's a base, baseline. Exactly, baseline. exactly. We are not textbook. We are never going to be textbook. Wouldn't it be lovely in our job if things were textbook? Oh, so easy, so easy. You sort of, you look at someone and you're like, you can barely wait there. You've got pain specifically at that point. Yeah. And if I was to use a tuning fork, it gives you pain directly at that point. That's Fracture. It. Yeah, Bye. truth is everything is gray. Yeah. Everything is gray. What was the one thing in osteopathy that you kept getting repeated at whenever you talk to any sort of tutor? It depends. Ah, oh. it depends. Yeah. Oh, it's like you you give a good reasoning behind why you think it's a certain thing. It and they're depends. Like, Have you thought about this? Yeah. Why is it not that? Yeah. And then you go through the symptoms like, oh, actually, it could be that. Yeah. <laughs> you and go from just having a normal joint irritation in the low back to. Well, it could be an osteosarcoma now. <laughs> it's just like, what? But also, it, you ask any question to any osteopath and the answer is always, it depends. It depends. Yeah, there's a lot of contributing factors to injuries. Yeah. And again, all these contributing factors come into the exercise rehab routine that we give our patients. Yeah. You know, take into consider their age, their occupation, the level of muscle quality that's in the area. The level of physical exercise they do in a week. That's it. So basically, if we're coming away with anything from what we've just said in the last 20 minutes is that, or in the last five minutes at least, is that how crucial exercise is? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's probably uh, the most important thing you'll ever do in your life. Yeah, because let's face it, uh, the amount of muscle mass that you lose at the age of seventeen over, if you do not do your ten thousand steps a day, yeah, is almost around seventy percent of your it's, muscle mass. It's ridiculous, and and the other the other thing is is like. I think a lot of people look for excuses not to do exercise. Yeah. 
you know, I uh, again commonly more with your elderly patients or people who are going, I'm not calling them elderly, going from forty upwards. Yeah, start to yeah, start to go like oh, I'm not as young as I used to be. Oh, when I'm forty, that's when the pain starts, and it's kind of like, yes, okay, after the age of twenty six, twenty seven degeneration starts everybody has osteoarthritis on a very mild level you know starting at that age because cell turnover doesn't happen as rapidly anymore and we start to degenerate but if you keep yourself active you stretch you do your balancing you do your strength you keep muscles toned you're going to be a lot better off and i can't i can't tell you how many times now i've seen patients come in put it down to their age give them the exercises and they do their exercise and they're like I can't believe I'm, I'm, I'm feeling so much better. I'm pain-free. You might get a slight niggle here or there because that's life. Mm-hmm. So I think another very impressive thing is with a lot of my patients, mm. I will w- tell them, look, you need to go to the gym. Yeah. Not because you need to lose weight. But yeah, actually, everybody always thinks going to the gym is to lose weight. Exactly. And I think with a lot of them, it's a matter of, no, we want you to get better conditioned. We mm. want you to be able to actually take on the stresses of your life because that's what's going to be the difference between you getting a very common pain, which is fatigue pain. Yeah. So you mentioned previously when we were talking about repetitive strain at the start yes. of the episode yeah. where you get lower back pain. More often than not, that lower back pain has got nothing to do with degeneration. It's mm-hmm. got nothing to do with any sort of damage. It's got nothing to do with whatever you've done. Yeah. If anything, it's the lack of what you've done. Yeah. So all you have to do is go to the gym, condition, yeah, adapt. Exactly. And I think that's um, the main point you made. I think it was episode two again. Really key point was when you've been doing a job, let's say a desk-based job for years, you've sat in the same position, you do that for four hours, and then you go and do something incredibly active that you haven't done for years, and all of a sudden it hurts, the main word you used was deconditioned. The muscle isn't prepared for that. It's not prepared for what it's naturally supposed to do, which I personally find is terrifying. Yeah. And that's why I always say to patients, movement is medicine. You're made of bones. They've got joints and there's a muscle between each of them to move them and you've got ligaments to support them. If you stop moving, it's going to seize up. The human body is a machine. We are literally sticks, rods, and elastic bands. Yep. And pulley systems that essentially control these rods and sticks. Yeah. That's all it is. Do you imagine so like, be, could you imagine being a baby, you know, like as babies, we learn to walk. Yeah. Imagine if we learned just to sit at a desk. Yeah. Yeah. Like, That's why you would have, a if you were just static, mm. you, you, well, well, this is the truth. When you're static, bones will start to fuse. Yeah. Because if no movement's happening through it, and it's getting compressed. You're just yeah. pushing two, two pieces together. Yeah. They'll form adhesions. They'll form, um, they'll start to lay down bone instead of the cartilage and they fuse. Yeah. So a very easy little exercise in order to really make you understand the difference. Well, the concept of us being pulleys and levers yeah. is if you were to have all of your fingers essentially um, onto a table yeah. with just your middle finger uh, being slightly bent oh, I with love the second this one. knuckle. Yeah. So the second Ooh. knuckle is stuck onto the table yeah. and all of the other uh, fingers are completely flat. Yeah. So... Having your middle finger completely stuck. Uh, curled under, yeah. Curled under with yeah. just the second knuckle going underneath. Yeah. If you were to lift up your ring finger, yeah. it's physically impossible. I so can do long- my index. I can do my little finger. I can do my thumb, but I cannot move my ring finger. 
And that is because... I'm weak. It's, <laughs> it's one muscle. It's, so yeah. we are levers and pulley systems. And this is the perfect example just by showing you guys. So right here, yeah. you see, all of the fingers are completely flat. Just your middle finger right at the second knuckle is flat onto the surface. It does not move. So long as it's flat onto the surface, you will not be able to move that ring finger. Fantastic little trick, party trick. Well, Give it a try. I don't want to go to your parties. They sound extremely boring. No, I'm joking, Gabs. I'm joking. You sound like such a fun guy. It's why no one goes to my birthdays. Okay. I'm going to move this on a little bit quicker because that got quite sad. Um, but another repetitive... No, I am joking, guys. I, I, I don't do birthday parties in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you won't even tell us You won't even tell us your maximum heart rate because you're worried that we find out how old you are. Yeah, and you're yeah. younger than me. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to say three years younger, so do the math. I'm really 16. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, what? <laughs> but yeah, so... Going back to that kind of desk-based posture, the most common thing I ever see, when somebody tells me it's desk-based and they got mid-back pain, and it's like, oh, it's be between my shoulder blades pain. How often do you hear that? So often, and so like, often. It, Fatigue. It puts a massive smile on my face in a way because I'm like, I don't need to ask you many more questions. I know what it is. And people go, wow, he already knows what it is. It's fatigue. So classically, when you sit at your desk, you drop forward into a bit of a uh, slouch position. Your, your neck drops forward, your shoulders round. And, you, and the mid part of your back curls up. What The reason why that's happening is because your pecs are so strong, they all stay tight. And what you've got, the back of your shoulder blades are your rhomboids. So they sit between your spine and the edge of your shoulder blade, yeah? But George, your pecs are strong for another reason. Because I'm a hench, Donnie. But <laughs> that's also because you've been training me as well. But so if you've got really tight pecs at the front and you've got rhomboids at the back that are weaker and your shoulders rounding, those muscles at the back are going to become stretched. And they never stop trying to bring your shoulders back. So they're being stretched, and they're still working hard, and they're going to fatigue. And that will become a dull ache that can be sharp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And occasionally can even cause a subluxation of your ribs. Yes. Believe Ooh. it or not, I had one today. Ah, mate, every day. Desk-based job uh, works essentially four hours yeah with a little small break and then goes back and does another four hours in front of the, um, the desk yeah and came in today very sharp pain right around the thoracic so mid back yeah uh, between the shoulder blades and i asked him i said can you take a nice deep breath in for me and he went oh yeah and Rib. i went okay i know what it is <laughs> it's fine and he went really and i went I explained to him, you know, sometimes what can happen is the congruency between your ribs and your vertebrae, so your spine, it's very, very tightly fit. It's essentially a cage, rib cage. It's there in the name. Yeah. Um, however, what can happen is by taking a deep breath in, yeah. the uh, ribs with the vertebrae will traction a little bit. And if you're in a very awkward position, occasionally that traction could be just enough that it moves out of position ever so slightly. So tractioning, pain. pulling apart. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, so it pulls opening apart. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's enough to essentially remove and play around with that congruency. Yeah. And with every single deep breath that you put in, you're gonna feel that it. you take, you feel it because it's stretching the ligaments around that rib. Yes. That's all it is. We pop it back in. Pop it back in with and osteopathic manipulation. Yeah. And it's immediate. That's the magic. Yeah. Oh, a rib, a rib 
uh, high velocity thrust, low amplitude technique, when it produces that click, it's my favorite one. Yeah. It's yeah, my yeah. favorite one. It's because immediate it's instant relief. relief. I, and that, as I said in our first episode, that was what I had when I went to see the osteopath for the first oh, time. Yes, and I was indeed. back playing yeah, football yeah, yeah. that evening. That is magic. That yeah. is, it's scientific magic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah? It's proven. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, but what I found with the shoulders rounding as well is it's going to cause tension through your neck because, of course, you have muscles that attach into your neck going into your shoulder blade. So, if your shoulder blades are moved around because your pecs are tight and your rhomboids are weak, that's also going to pull extra pressure into the neck as well. So, if you work at a desk and you've got neck pain, a lot of times I just stick, I don't stick, but I push my thumb into their pectoral muscle and they go, Oh, that's really tight, that's really sore. As soon as you release that off and you give them exercise to stretch their pecs, yeah, that's the one. And also, yeah, Gabs is perfectly demonstrating the pec stretch right now. But if then I also give them exercises to help tone and engage their rhomboids to bring their shoulders back, it will help their mid-back posture. It will help take pressure out the neck. Come back next session, they're already feeling 50-60% better. And that's a week. Yeah, 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 yeah. You leave it there longer, it will take longer to recover. Mm, which is why we always tend to say, I, I think people find it sort of businessy, mm. but the reality is, whenever you do have these problems, ask for our advice. Oh, if you Give get us a call. 100%. Because if you get toothache, yeah. you don't sit around and wait with toothache, do you? You go, go to your oh, dentist. Oh, I might pass away. Why like, do you go see your dentist so much quicker than you do for any other part of your body yeah. if it starts to hurt? Yeah. I think the second it happens at least ask us because yeah. then we can advise you and say, come in today, come in tomorrow, actually give it a couple of days, see how it goes. We can give you that Put advice pretty quickly. Yeah. I don't charge patients for a phone call. Neither do I. I. Don't, I Maybe don't. I should. Yeah. Uh, no, I always, <laughs> but I always say to my patients, like, if anything comes up in between now and next time that I see you and you have any questions or any queries, feel free to give me a call. I'll contact you back as soon as I can, just because it'll be a five minute call. Tell me a little bit about what's going on and I'll try and give you some advice. If I think I need to get you in because it's something new or something, then I'll be like, come in and we need to have a look at it or if it yeah. needs more major work. Easy. But, you know, if you ever have any worries, just give us a call. And again, it's similar if you see your GP, you know, when you have something, you want them to be seen straight away. If it's like, oh, my back hurts and it's really, really bad, I'll call my GP, see if they can get me in and give me some pain medication. Actually, why don't you try giving your osteopath, physio, chiropractor a call and just say, my back's really bad, what do I do? He'll be like, do some gen what we'll ask a few symptoms and they'll be like, do some gentle movement, put some ice on it, we can get you in today, tomorrow, but see how you feel, may calm down, sleep with a pillow between your knees, blah, 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 blah. Advice. Yeah. So. Advice. I've got a little bit of a, um, well, uh, it's not a story. Story time. But um, a friend of mine said that, yeah, you see, they come to my birthday parties. Which you don't have. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and he said that his friend, because he was telling him, oh, look, maybe you should see an osteopath because he's been suffering with sciatica yes. for a long while now. Yeah. And he said to him, Why, I, I know someone being me um me. but the guy said oh no actually um i was told by my urologist that there is nothing that anyone can do about my sciatica wow no 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 not for a second that's it, it unless it's me been go, scanned oh. unless it's been scanned you've had a disectomy you've had a massive disc bulge and there's been constant constant irritation to that area for years and years and years and the nerves still trying to recover from it 
or you've got some form of diabetic neuropathy or something like that, then, okay, understand. If you haven't got those facts, a lot of the time as well, sciatica isn't sciatica. Those were the questions I asked. And to all of them were no. No scan has been done. He hasn't seen a GP about it. No assessment. It's no actual diagnosis of uh, sciatica. Uh, do you know, I, I once had somebody come and say, I've got sciatica. And I said, uh, do you, where do you feel it? Where do you feel the pain traveling down? So sciatica normally, if it's true sciatica, goes down from the back, buttock, back of the thigh, lateral aspect of the lower leg, mm-hmm. into your underneath your foot and into your big toe. Yeah. But it can also go halfway. It doesn't yeah. have to go the full way. So exactly. just expanding exactly. on that. But a lot of time people come and say, I've got sciatica and say, oh, it's just in my bum. And it doesn't travel down the leg, got no pins and needles, no numbness. I'm like, okay, maybe not true sciatica. But a lot of times, well, not a lot of times. One time I had somebody come and say, I've got sciatica. And I said, where's it going? And they said, down into my fingers. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, right, well, sciatic nerves in your low back. Yeah. So if that's happening, we need to get you seen by a doctor pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but, yeah. Uh, it's like, your nerves are very different to the anatomy of a human mm, being. Have you got feet for hands? <laughs> <laughs> Just like their whole anatomy reversed. But no, so, right, yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I think. And then with that, yeah, we do our assessment test them and a lot of times it is treatable i've seen some of the i've seen some cases where the sciatica is horrendous like they can't move they can't straighten their leg they can't do stuff like that and the rehabilitation for it is stretch stretch yeah find find some stretches and then strengthen take the pressure off the nerve tone the muscle and again i once i I had it not long ago guy came in he was like uh, the side the pain in my leg was so bad i want to saw it off three sessions later we had him down to 20 percent pain Two extra sessions gone. Haven't Beautiful. seen him since. Beautiful. He came back in once for a maintenance and we just did some work on it. Gone again. Yeah. 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 And it was just because his piriformis muscle, a muscle deep in his buttock, had gone into spasm and it rubbed against the nerve. That's and all it was. That's probably the most common thing that people come in saying it's sciatica or have been told by their doctors that it's sciatica. Mm. It's not sciatica. Piriformis syndrome is easily treated. Yeah. I do a lot of uh, needling with that. Yeah. A lot of stretch work. A lot of stretch work it's enough to give immediate relief and they'll go i've had this now for like six months and you're the first person to give me any relief and, and what's like, the moral of the story yeah. though go to your osteopath go to your osteopath do and your stretches do your, do your exercises and i think that is a good place to leave today's episode do your exercises keep yourself active keep your body moving and be a better you indeed and with that guys have a great evening. Have a great Christmas. Well, it's already been Christmas. Oh, yes. It's Sorry. a happy new year. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, this is pre-recorded. Pre-recorded episodes, but I'm on the ball. Yeah, 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 you are, you are. <laughs> anyway, guys, ciao for now. Take care.